The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is my home base. As you know, if you've been tuning in, this show is really all about the world of work and how we meaningfully participate in it. And today's focus is on leadership and the importance of developing it if we really wish to make an impact in our work and in our communities. A couple of my previous guests also shared their leadership experiences and how the journey helped them realize their own potential. Donald Thompson, who we had on in May, calls himself the unlikely CEO, and he narrated his rise to leadership to tech companies after only one year of college. We also had Susan Sokol Blosser on in June. Susan is an Oregon wine pioneer and and was the president of Sokol Blosser Winery in Dundee outside of Portland, Oregon. She spent 30 years leading and growing this business and then three years transitioning to your children. Both really great examples of how nurturing leadership in ourselves can really make a difference to who we become as people and the impact we can have on others. With us this week is a dynamic duo from an organization here in Dallas called Leadership Women. I've had the privilege of experiencing two of their leadership programs, one last year and one again this year. And because of that experience and meeting my incredible fellow female leaders who came into the programs, I thought having them on the show would be a great way to talk about the importance of cultivating leadership in ourselves and the benefit of getting help from programs like those offered by Leadership Women to do so. With us today is Heidi Murray, the Chief Operating Officer of Leadership Women, joining us from Dallas, and Andre Selden, the Chair of the Board of Leadership Women, joining us from Austin. Ladies, it's great to have you on the show with me. Welcome. Thank you so Good much. Good afternoon, Elise. I am really excited to have have you talk about this 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 organization and your programs. And I thought since there are three of us on the conversation, it probably makes sense for me to kind of cue in who it is I'd like to maybe ask the que- or answer the question. And if the other wants to chime in, we'll go ahead and do that as well. But I find that when we have um, a few of us on the call, that's maybe easier. So if we could maybe, Miss um, Audrey, would you start out by telling us a little bit of, a little bit about leadership women? Um, that you're, this is the group that you're both connected to, obviously. And I want to hear a bit about the mission and the history of the organization to get us started. Would you? Absolutely. Well, good afternoon, Elise, and thank you for having Heidi and me on the program today. Very, very appreciative. Leadership Women is a nonprofit social enterprise that began nearly 40 years ago. Our mission is to provide leadership education programs that advance and improve the personal, economic, and professional status of women. Our founders took on several special projects to help women and to share our leadership stories. They wrote books about Texas women in politics, and they did a Texas women's history project that ultimately became a traveling exhibit that showcased the many, many accomplishments of Texas women. 
Today, we produce five different leadership programs that help women learn more, lead well, and leave positive legacies. How crisp. Wow. Thank you, Audrey. That's wonderful. You know, I never tire of hearing that, and I love the way you narrated that. Thank you very much. Great way to open. And then from there, since you did mention there are, I think you said, five different programs, I'd love to also understand, maybe Heidi, if you can take this one, what distinguishes the Leadership Women programs from maybe other leadership development offerings that are out there? Sure. Well, as you know, there are many offerings for leadership development in the marketplace. Our our unique position is that we are issues-based, and we create specialized experiences for women to explore specific leadership dynamics in cities across the state, the country, and the globe. This program helps them to translate those lessons to impact their own leadership journey. Also, our Leadership Texas, Leadership Pipeline, and Leadership America programs are all applications-based programs, and the intentional diversity of the classes chosen each year enable the participants to form an intimate network of women as they go through this experience together, and it's really unparalleled. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Having been on the other side of this now twice, last year and then this year, I really would agree. And I have to tell you, I do love the fact that it's issues-based because from my vantage point, I like that experience of learning about these issues and seeing how I can engage them to be able to call out my leadership as it relates to that. So I, I love that aspect of the programs. Audrey, anything else you want to chime in? That, um, I might also add that leadership women programming is unique in that it provides a combination of tactical leadership strategies that really women find that they can apply to be successful at work, at home, and in their communities. And it's a great opportunity for women to build relationships with other women from varying disciplines and industries. We have a really very powerful network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can remember distinctly from my Leadership Texas class last year, I think we had like 80 of us, I think, and I was marveling at all the the diversity of the kinds of work that we do, the tenure of leadership, um, the ages, the ethnicities, it was all really, really yummy for me as as a first time participant, so can totally echo that. Um, One of the things that I'm contemplating, since you both know that I started with Leadership Texas and this year I'm doing Leadership America, is your program Leadership International. Uh Um, Obviously, you know, you both know that I love to travel. I've done quite a bit of it, but I never tire of it and want more of it. It'd be great to travel with others who have a like mindset. But can you tell us more about that program? And, And it has a global focus, I know. And I would also like to hear how it actually helps women in their career. And so doing great to travel, but how does it actually also help their their work and their career? Certainly. Well, Leadership International is a, is a great program. It's one of my favorites as well. I love to travel personally and professionally, so it's right up my alley, as it is yours, Elise. Uh, Leadership International is in its uh, fifth year. We've taken U.S. women delegates to China, the United Arab Emirates, India. Uh, we had a very successful program in South Africa last year, and this year we're going to Mexico in October of 2015. And this program is really designed for U.S. women to visit different countries, to increase their cultural competency and create global context for their leadership journey. So we all realize that the world, as you know, is shrinking on a daily basis. And to be an effective leader, it's not enough to just know about your own discipline or your own organization or city or state or even country. Leadership really has global outreach implications now. And regardless of your professional position, you need to be in in an area to understand this. And so... Leadership International opens women's minds to new experiences, whether they're seeking an overseas assignment 
or want to understand the global marketplace for their business, or even just to understand their employees and the diversity of uh, their staffing that could be international as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just have to ask a little bit, since it was you, and I'll never forget this, Heidi, that you really helped me when I went to, to India last year because you had taken a, a group of women to India before. And, gosh, I can't tell you how helpful it was to be able to pick your brain and um, hear about your experiences and get some suggestions. Um, could you say maybe just a little bit to kind of give some color to our to our listeners who haven't gone through these programs, maybe just some of the things that you did maybe on that international trip to India? Well, gosh, um, that was a fantastic trip. We we had a group of ladies uh, that went. I have been to India several times myself as part of my love of leadership and my love of just experiencing the world comes through international destinations. So I think uh, one of the things that stands out is, of course, we visited um, the Taj Mahal. Of course, you can't go to a place that far away and not do some of the things that are just cultural immersion. And these programs are designed to be a combination of leadership things as well as just cultural immersion. And the very first thing we did on the very first day in India is we got them all on a bus and we went to the Chandytown Market and put them on rickshaws through the <laughs> old part of Delhi uh, that was just a cacophony of sights and sounds and animals and noises and wires and people <laughs> and um, with no particular traffic pattern, of course, and uh, started in the little <laughs> spice and tea shop there. And I think that was a great initiation to uh, the amazing richness and fullness of the culture there in India, and we end up, had a great time. So that's one of the things that stands out. I think I shocked everyone, but I wanted to get everyone ready for the India experience. Mm-hmm. And and can you give us maybe an example of maybe what, what kind of speakers did you have come in? What what, what did they talk about? Oh, uh, we had we um, one of the things we did that was really impactful is that we visited a um, what they call a slum in India, and that is not a negative term. It's what they refer to in the country as a slum. Uh, and we went to visit a healthcare system there that has a clinic that they've set up within an established slum, and so they service uh, about 80,000 people within this slum, and actually they are able to, with their records, document that because of the health care and uh, life-enriching programs and safety programs that they have put in place there, that they are now able to prove statistically that their population in that area that are their customers um, actually has a higher life expectancy than the normal average person in India. Mm. And uh, it was really an amazing thing to see what they're doing on the ground there, uh, not only in terms of their health care, but also in family planning. Uh, they have a tuberculosis clinic and also job training and, and English classes. So um, it, really, it really was an amazing thing to see there um, where you could take a population which you would assume everyone would have great empathy for and possibly even pity for, but really see what this community is doing with the help of this NGO that was really an amazing healthcare system there. Mm-hmm. And then just to kind of tie the knot, if you will, since this, this show is really about work and connection to work and such, I know that one of the things that you tend to do and when you when you go places is to find ways for the women to connect to those issues, see if there's a way they can be part of it, um, help spearhead it, support it in some way, which, of course, I applaud. Um, I don't know if you can share anything about what any of the connections or any of the aha moments that happened for the women that were there. Absolutely. So two things that come to mind 
immediately about that particular place we visited uh, with, with St. Stephen's Hospital, actually, was the, is the organization that does that. Um, one of the women on the program was a registered nurse. Uh, she runs a health care consultancy in Alaska <laughs> outside of Anchorage, and she was on the program and decided she was going to help their tuberculosis clinic because they have very minimal means, and they are actually trying to do tuberculosis treatment without the benefit of even having stethoscopes for all their workers. So she worked with her uh, hospital system in Alaska and got some supplies sent there. Also, another woman uh, on the campaign that was actually a marketing person, (laughs) owns her own marketing firm, decided that um, St. Stephen's Hospital needed some money. They were in the fledgling um, states of trying to form a capital campaign and just didn't really have the ability to do that. And she ended up contracting with them for over a year, uh, her services volunteering to really help them start raising some money in that facility. So it was a beautiful way to bridge the gap and connect um, our women here, women leaders in the U.S., with an ongoing effort there that's happening in India. It was a beautiful story. Oh, my gosh, Heidi, thank you. That is, that's really lovely. I, I, I knew that you had all those kinds of stories, but I think it's really important for our listeners to understand really what happens in these programs. Why are they important to their own professional development to becoming a stronger and more impactful leader? So that specific example is just what I was hoping for. So thanks. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about maybe some of the program topics that, that we've that we've had this year. It'd be kind of fun for our listeners to hear just some of the things. I know you've got five different programs, so I don't know how much you want to talk about there, but it would be great to hear about some of those program topics that we that we we looked at this year. Um, this year, leadership women have explored several different, very interesting topics. We looked at the use of technology and the U.S. rail system um, when we were at Burlington Northern in Fort Worth. We looked at innovative approaches to wage parity um, by visiting with an executive at Gravity Payments in Seattle. Um, we have been looking at current strategies that um, several major businesses are using to combat cybersecurity. Uh, we just got back from El Paso, and we're on post at Fort Bliss, where we really looked at the day in the life of our military. And Elise, I mean, we really were doing calisthenics, hitting the pavement, (laughs) and really uh, doing typical things that uh, many of our military service uh, people actually experience on a daily basis. It was very interesting and quite instructive. I I hope the shoes were off for that. The no high heels, (laughs) right, Audrey? (laughs) The high heels came off that day for sure. Okay, good. We've had um, a look at some new approaches to education. We got um, an up-close personal look at a new facility in Tyler, Texas, that is doing some innovative work uh, with a, um, a a particular center that really showed the um, richness of the private industry as well as um, city and local government and the education board getting together to put uh, – resources, and great thinking together to really produce a new and innovative approach to education in Tyler. And then finally, I think that we've really been uh, focused this year on uh, women's health issues. And by that, I mean we're taking a stronger look at mindfulness and well-being and asking ourselves to really consider strategies that really are about reducing our stress, 
increasing our productivity, and enjoying our life and our work. And I think you're seeing a lot of literature in this realm about mindfulness that we've really been taking a closer exploration of through our leadership programming this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you, ladies, I remember very fondly, I, I loved when we went to Laredo for Leadership Texas last year because one of the things that I really learned about that I appreciated was really just, you know, how how does traffic work be, you know, between the, the borders and how do they actually get along? And that was incredibly interesting for me to learn about that topic that I otherwise, it just wasn't on my radar and consider, you know, how did I, how did I connect to that? And then also in Atlanta, really learning about education. Um, so I just really want to echo how I how I appreciated that idea of how you really do base your 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 programs in issues. And for me, especially being in the world of of learning and development, and considering what is my stance on education, what can I learn from these people who are, you know, superintendents in the field, for example, mm-hmm. um, was was phenomenal. So um, it just really it, it helps. It really does help to be able to I think anchor your own leadership when you can consider how you might actually want to make an impact on those kinds of issues. I agree with you, um, Elise. I remember going uh, in my year through Leadership Texas, and we had an opportunity to go to the MD Anderson Cancer Center. And um, my family has had a history of cancer, and I found it just incredible that we had such access to some of the leading um, surgeons, researchers in this uh, particular medical space, and to really see how they were using technology and all the innovations that were ongoing in terms of cancer research. Many, many years later, after my um, visit to MD Anderson, there were some tragedies in my family and personal life that I had to really call on that information. And it was just incredible that I was able to know and how to navigate that system so that um, both uh, family members and personal friends were able to get top-notch care from one of the leading um, cancer research centers in the country. And again, I really do credit my experience through Leadership Texas and being able to literally help my family and friends through a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. How lovely. Um, well, believe it or not, we're coming very close to a break, but we've got maybe one, one more time for maybe just one more question. And, and maybe, Heidi, you can tell us maybe some of the program destinations that you queued up for next year. What's, what's in store for 2016? Oh, absolutely. We have a fantastic, exciting year planned for 2016. As you mentioned, we have five different programs. Our Leadership Texas program next year will be visiting San Antonio, Amarillo, Corpus Christi, and Austin. Our Leadership America program will be visiting Washington, D.C., Phoenix, and New Orleans, which will be a fantastic session. Um, We're already planning multiple leadership launch programs around the country next year in communities like Brownsville, Texas, and Murray, Kentucky. And we are very excited to announce publicly here for the first time on your show, Elise, to your viewers that our Leadership International trip in 2016 will be to Scandinavia. Ah! We a trip to Norway, Sweden, and Denmark for that program. So we're very excited to announce that today. Wow, and what a great way to take us into the break. I am excited about that. I'd love to go to Scandinavia, so I might just, I might just see about applying. But it is, <laughs> it is time for our first break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Audrey Selden, who is the chair of the board, and Heidi Murray, the chief operating officer, both from Leadership Women, an organization based here in Dallas, but serving the nation and the globe. After the break, I do want to hear more about how women get into the program and what's the process. Stay with us.
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. We're here with Heidi Murray, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Leadership Women, who joins us from Dallas, and Audrey Selden, who is the Chair of the Board, who is dialing in from Austin, Texas. Leadership Women is a nonprofit social enterprise educational corporation headquartered here in Dallas, and I'm your host, Elise Cortez. I want to pick up where we were, where we just queued off before the break, if we can, ladies. I, I think it would be great to talk a little about about how it is that that women get into this program. What's the process? How do they apply? How do you select? All those kind of good things. Uh, we have, um, I guess, more than now six thousand five hundred graduates, and they're spread wow. all across the nation and now across the globe. And you may um, go to our website for the online application. The website is www.leadership-women.org. The application will ask for information about your biographical profile. Um, You'll provide a description of your current position. And then we ask a couple of questions about your leadership experiences. Um, We're very interested in having women that really are interested in lifelong learning to to apply to our programs. And if any of your listeners decide to apply and they tell us that they heard about Leadership Texas or Leadership America on this radio program, we will expedite the review of their application. Mm, It's a competitive process. Oh, yes. We want to be very supportive. At least we know that you're supportive of women learning and growing, and we want to 
complement that by um, giving those applications an expedited review. Okay, that's great. Um, now, I think I remember, it's been a little bit of a while, and, and I have slept since then, as we say here in Texas, but uh, I think I recall that you have to write, have two letters of recommendation as well. Is that right? Right. For Leadership Texas, we require um, three letters of reference. Three letters. It could be someone um, that you work with currently, um, a personal friend, uh, maybe even a reference from some of the community work that you might do. We're trying to... Um, hear from those that know you well, sort of what have been some of the things that you've had um, happen along your leadership journey. Very interested in putting together a diverse uh, group of women for the programming, and by that we're interested in people that have different disciplines, they're from different industries, different geographical locations, and that they have varying interests. So that when we put the class together, we have this wide array of women who probably would not have met each other but for being accepted to this program. And what we find thereafter is that it really makes for a very rich, dynamic, helpful network for many, many years to come. Mm-hmm. And I would chime in and say that for me, yes, I have developed a wonderful network from the two programs that I've been in, but also some really, really terrific friendships. Um, I went down, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I was down in San Antonio visiting one of the friends that came from that, Marta Barnes. And, you know, just, I would have never met this woman. There's probably no reason on the planet that I would have come across her. And she hosted several of us down there. So I think you're right. There's something about that, that coming together and you're different, you're different women from different areas, but you're focused on the same issues that, I don't know, it just ignites a commonality and a connection that I think has many of us have experienced is very powerful. So I would totally echo that. Um, while I have you, Audrey, can I ask you, because you know how I am about, you know, how people get started in things and how people, what it means to them when they are connected to something. But I know that you as the chair of the board um, have, have been a part of the organization for quite some time. And I met you when I came through Leadership Texas last year. But I'd love to know how it is that you got involved in Leadership Women and, and what does your role as chair of the board actually entail? Well, I was introduced to Leadership Women when I was selected for the 1992 Leadership Texas class, and I found the program to be so affirming um, that I subsequently presented at Leadership Texas programs to future classes. I volunteered for board committees and then eventually was elected to the board. Um, As the board chair, I'm responsible for helping to set the strategic direction of the organization. I have fiduciary oversight responsibilities, fundraising, and really helping to identify more women to apply to our programs. I think I've really stayed connected to this particular organization because it continuously delivers just exceptional programming, and it has such a rich, diverse network. And I'm one of those that just wants to continue to feed my brain. So I'm interested in what's going on in the world and what are some exciting or even the hard topics that we're facing. And to be able to come to a place where we are I'm seriously taking a look at a variety of perspectives regarding various issues, it's really uh, very helpful in terms of keeping alert, uh, staying engaged, and being able to take these these things we do at work and have them have a real impact and meaning for both our personal lives and in our communities. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I certainly know this, Audrey, but my listeners don't. They, unless they read your bio, of course, that's connected to the show. Will you just say a little bit about the, the background that you have, the kind of work that you've been doing? Um, I have had a very, very uh, fortunate uh, career. I'm an attorney by training. I um, had a wonderful opportunity to clerk uh, for a U.S. federal district judge, um, worked in a law firm in downtown Houston, and was um, subsequently um, appointed um, to be the assistant secretary of state for Texas. And that um, turned me on, if you will, to public service. And I ended uh, up having a more than 20-year career uh, working in Texas state government in several executive positions. And I found that my career really was enhanced, and um, it really helped me to decide to go into that particular area because of my experience with leadership women programming. So I'm very, very fortunate to have had a wonderful career. I'm now um, happily rewiring and um, really, really enjoying uh, a lot more freedom to spend a lot more time on um, community and other works that I'm really, really enjoying at this part of my life. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that, Audrey, because I think it's great for our listeners to really understand kind of the caliber of people that are attracted to leadership women. I was very impressed with your career and what you've done, and it's great to get to learn from people like you, and that's what I've gotten from the program myself is some of these women that I meet, I'm like, oh, my gosh, and they let me in, too? Really? <laughs> um, Heidi, what about you? I know you have a really kind of a fun story of how you got involved with Leadership Texas, and I've heard it before, but my listeners haven't. Will you tell the story of how you got involved? Sure. Um, women find their ways to our programming in all different types of ways, a variety of ways, and I'm certainly no different. <clears throat> I started my career in programming at the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in D.C. So I worked in performing arts administration, and then I ended up working in the hotel business. And I was a hotelier working for Omni Hotels for a really long time in the conventions and meeting markets. And I enjoyed it. It was uh, very well suited to my skill set, and I enjoyed a great career with them for about 11 years. And at that time, Leadership Women was my client. So they joined us for a Leadership Texas session every year. And one year, when I was working with them, they suggested that I consider doing one of their programs. It's a program called Leadership Pipeline. It is for what we call emerging women leaders, so somewhat younger of a woman leader um, that are just kind of starting their big trajectory on their leadership journey. And they really encouraged me to apply to the program and do the program. And my first thought was... I really don't want to spend my one weekend off this month with my clients, you know, uh, doing a program. But to be honest, it was a a client thing, and so I wanted to uh, certainly support what they were doing. I was honored that they asked me. And one of the women that I was working with on the program, um, who I just met, uh, suggested that I do it as well, and even offered to give me a a scholarship and, and to help me do the program. And I was so... Uh, touched by that, I decided to take my time and do this. And I went to the weekend and was simply blown away by the content and the programming and the speakers and really decided that um, I loved what I was doing, but I wanted to do it for a different purpose. So I started volunteering with the organization. I uh, worked on a committee of the board. Uh, I started doing some contracting for them, and eventually I convinced them to hire me. And uh, (laughs) now I've been doing 
this and creating these experiences for women for over eight years with this organization. And it's really amazing because I have the opportunity to work at what I call the intersection of my skill set and my passion. And I realize that's a unique opportunity for me to have, and I really am appreciative to the organization for it. And uh, we have a lot of fun. Okay, so I hate to ask the question. That means that you're working on purpose then, right? I am working on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist, Heidi. Okay, good. Good, good. Um, well, let's talk about the actual women that come in. One, one of the things that I find terribly interesting, we have been sort of describing them as we've gone along here, but for my own sessions, when I do workshops, et cetera, uh, especially around professional development or strengths or leadership or employee engagement, if people are opting into them, what I found is that almost every time there's a common, there's something going on for those people that make them want to come into the program. So I would be really curious if, if you could say, I don't know, maybe Audrey, if you can share with this with, with us, how would you characterize the women who are attracted and enter the leadership women programs? Um, is there something about what they're looking for or where they are on their journeys that maybe helps them come to call to it? What I've noticed about uh, women that are attracted to our program is that they for the most part, are lifelong learners. They're curious about the world and their place in it. They are interested and intrigued by learning and finding out more about the critical issues. I've noticed that uh, the women that are attracted to our program, they're challenged um, by this thing we call work-life integration and that they're trying to understand what are some strategies by which they can be true to what it is that they would like to do and still have a very meaningful, uh, time-focused uh, personal life and that they, they want to know sort of what's going on in terms of the recent strategies about that and what does that really mean? You know, can I have it all and what does having it all mean and what are some things that I might do, certainly by learning about others that are in your same work-life space and how they may be negotiating. I noticed um, when we were in uh, El Paso, one woman noted that her one hard stop is that she uh, has breakfast every morning with her children, that she does not take meetings at work prior to 9 a.m., and that's just one of her you know, uh, requirements in terms of taking this very high-level position in the medical community. And it's worked for her and just something that she now knows that she will get every day that helps her to stay focused about why she is going out and into the community and working on some very important uh, things in that community. I also have noticed that um, women are interested in working on purpose, that their professional and their personal lives are not either or, but instead really should show that integration, that what I'm doing and what I'm passionate about really can be a thread that's through both my work and my personal endeavors. So I, I do see that we have that woman leader who is interested in continual improvement and has that curiosity to continue to look at the world through a, a broader, if you will, leadership lens. Mm-hmm. And since you do offer five programs, is there some rationale as to why maybe women apply to one program over the other? I think it depends on what their current interest is at the time. If you are in a position now and most of your um, challenges are really revolving around the state, then you may be most interested in our Leadership Texas 
program that is a one-year um, four different cities uh, year-long journey. Um, if your work and personal life are more on a national scope in terms of what your interest and the types of topics that you might be interested in, you might choose to go through or apply to Leadership America, where we'll visit three cities in the span of a year. Um, we do uh, say that we provide a variety of programs so that wherever that woman might be along her leadership journey, that she'll have opportunities to actually pick a program that's um, appropriate for her. Some of our programs are one day, some a mentoring weekend, and then we do have um, the two programs that are literally a year long. I like what Heidi's doing with our Leadership International program, where we have sometimes a two-week adventure and sometimes, as we will this October in Mexico, a one-week adventure, all the while helping us to better understand what are women leaders doing in other parts of the world and how might we look at um, how they're tackling certain issues like education, like women's leadership in the business community. And she's done a terrific job of having us actually meet and visit with women from those various countries. I remember when we were in India that we met with women from Dell and heard about their women's organization. And it was interesting to understand that in the context of Indian culture, all the while really making a number of connections across that women's leadership space. So we are um, interested in helping women to find the right program for them, and I think that our menu, if you will, is um, quite rich and very, very accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, it was helpful to hear you narrate that, Audrey, because I'm reminded as to why it was I chose Leadership Texas over all the other ones. And it was because I had been in, in Dallas for several years, more than a decade, but didn't feel connected to really anybody in Dallas or really the state of Texas at all. And therefore, I thought this might be a program that would help me connect. And boy, did it. Um, and then, of course, this year I'm doing Leadership America because I felt like, you know, I wanted to expand on my national connections. So I think what you just said there really helped me remind myself of what, why I chose what I did. And maybe it'll help the other, other ladies out there that may be considering um, what they might want to get involved in, how might they want to develop themselves. So thanks for that. That was perfect. You're welcome. Um, well, if you can believe it, we're already at our next break. How did that happen? I don't know, maybe three women talking Magic. together. I don't, maybe that was it. Um, but <laughs> it's time for a short break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Audrey Selden, who is the chair of the board, and he- Heidi Murray, who is the chief operating officer, both from Leadership Women, an organization based here in Dallas, but serving the nation and even the globe. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. 
we're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Want more positivity in your life? Are you ready to get healthy, happy, and energized? Join the Stella Donna Goddess Gals, Cynthia Bryan, and Heather Brittany for a power hour of stimulating, supportive conversation on Star Style. Be the star you are. A lineup of best-selling authors, celebrities, and experts. Join the effervescent mother-daughter dynamic duo in this upbeat, positive, life-changing talk radio playground. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Lend us your ears. It's power time. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're here today with Heidi Murray, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Leadership Women, who joins us from Dallas, and Audrey Selden, who is the Chair of the Board, who's dialing in from Austin. Leadership Women is a nonprofit social enterprise educational corporation headquartered here in Dallas. We've been talking so far about the programs, how people, how the women benefit by, be, by being in their programs, how they come into their own, uh, how they really start to, to develop more their, their communities and their work and how they experience that. And I love that topic, of course. But in, in speaking about leadership, one of the things that I think is kind of interesting is that Leadership Women itself is going through a pretty important milestone as it transitions from longtime CEO Candace O'Keefe to Linda Crompton. Um, literally, as we speak, the baton is being passed. Um, I think what great timing. So, Audrey, it'd be great. Could you tell us a little, a little about how you found this woman and maybe something about her? Who is she? Well, Elise, it is absolutely my pleasure to announce that Leadership Women's Board of Directors hired a new chief executive officer. After about a six-month national search with the help of Victory Search Group, a nonprofit executive search firm, we selected Linda Crompton. Linda is a longtime advocate for women who has a really diverse background with uh, several industries, and she has international experience. She served in the top executive roles with BoardSource and the Investor Responsibility Research Center Institute. She's lived in England and Kenya and worked in Canada and the U.S., and we are absolutely delighted to have her join us as we continue our efforts to really develop and support women leaders. Very, very excited about our choice. Mm, six months in the making. Wow, that's that's impressive. I don't think I understood that it was such a long, long search. That's great. And I understand. I started my world in human capital in recruiting. I understand what's involved. And I also understand and appreciate the, the care that you took to select her. Uh, will I meet her in Santa Fe in a couple of weeks? 
Um, absolutely, she'll be there. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll see her tomorrow. We're going to a reception event in Tyler, and she's already been to a Laredo leadership launch last week. So she's absolutely hitting the ground running. And I do want to compliment the Victory Search Group, who helped us uh, literally um, review, I mean, I think close to a 100 different potential um, uh, people for the job and helped us with a really um, very thorough uh, search. And we are just pleased, very pleased that we've chosen someone who really understands where we're trying to go in terms of this uh, wonderful now almost 40-year organization. Mm-hmm. Well, and that is kind of what I wanted to talk about next, because I certainly understand we have new leadership coming in. The organization's been around for a while, for a long while, done a lot of really amazing work with 6,500 graduates. I would love to know maybe what's on the horizon for this new leadership going forward. What, what are we in store for here? Well, uh, in addition to the programs that we mentioned before, Leadership Texas, Leadership America, Leadership International. We also have a leadership pipeline and our leadership launch programs. We're preparing for all of those programs for next year. And really our goal is to provide opportunities to develop women leaders and to fine-tune their leadership skills wherever it is that they are in their journey. So it's not just a one-time-in-your-career event or something that you work up to and once you reach a certain level, then you can apply for one of our programs. We want to provide programs and products at every level of a woman's development. And we continue to seek out hot leadership topics. We're in the midst of developing our programming for 2016 and working to uncover the relevant topics around the state and the nation that will help women broaden their leadership lenses. For example, I'm just back from Corpus Christi planning a Leadership Texas 2016 event there. We're going to focus on the ecological state of the Gulf of Mexico for Leadership Texas. Um, We're planning a fantastic session in New Orleans next year for Leadership America that's really going to focus on leadership stories of resiliency, of a classic uh, American iconic city that um, we in the outside feel like has moved on. From, uh, from the hurricane tragedy there, but really it's very, very recent, still in the memories of their leadership in that city, dealing with that on an everyday basis. Um, we're working on examining some innovative approaches to health care and prominent women in politics uh, and leadership in both the governmental realms and the corporate areas in Scandinavia for next year. So really we're just continuing to move forward and um, to find the best and the hottest new innovation of leadership to introduce to women in all of our programs across the board. Okay, great. That is, that's wonderful. I'm excited about that. It must be really exciting for the both of you to be part of this new wave and carrying things forward. I can only imagine. Yes, absolutely. Well, and one and thing I do want to... about it, Elise, is it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm so glad, you know, hard work and fun should go together, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, one thing that I do want to make sure that I do here, because when I did queue up and talk about some of the breadth of the, of the experience some of the women have that I have met, but I, I want to make sure that I don't do the overall set of programs uh, uh, an injustice here. Um, Heidi, will you, will you say a little bit more about what is involved with leadership um, pipeline and launch? What kind of candidates are attracted to those or are best served by those? And maybe say a little bit more about those two programs. Certainly. So, again, Leadership Texas and Leadership America are both year-long programs. They're application-based programs. And for Leadership Texas, we visit four cities in a year, and Leadership America, we visit three cities in a year. Our Leadership International program is a one-time immersion program once a year, 
between 7 and 14 days, depending on the, uh, the city uh, and the cities in the country visited. Our leadership pipeline program is a weekend retreat-style program. Uh, it is held in various places, and uh, it is application-based as well. This is for emerging women leaders. We don't have an age range on that, but what it typically means is like late 20s to maybe 40-ish. But that's really a broad range. We really want to find women more in their phase of leadership versus uh, an age of leadership. And mm-hmm. this is for them to really examine their skill set, um, a lot of uh, personal development, their leadership skill set. Um... Hello? Yeah, we lost you there. You're, you've, uh, I can oh. hear you very vaguely, but you're, you've, oh, something sorry. fell off. There we go. That's, That's better. Um, I think my headset just died. I apologize. Um, so leadership pipeline is to have women um, examine their leadership skill set to move forward and really get ready for the next leap that they're going to have. They might be looking at their first next big leadership position, and we want to make sure that we support them through that. Leadership Launch is a series of one-day programs that we do across Texas and the country, and that is focused on, um, again, personal leadership development skills, but also a focus on the local community wherever we are and the leaders that are happening there. We typically partner with a higher education institute and really focus on women leaders in that area and how they can connect after just one day of programming to really make a difference and change uh, in their community. Okay, that's awesome. That's what just what I was looking for, Heidi, because what I wanted to make sure that our listeners heard is that there is, <clears throat> excuse me, a breadth of, of opportunities depending on your level of leadership, how long you've been in the field, what you want to get out of it. And I wouldn't want people to hear, oh, I have to be a seasoned leader to get involved in these programs. Oh, no, absolutely. We have okay. something for everyone. Great. That's that's really an important uh, thing to clarify. So thanks. Perfect. Um, let's talk real quick, if we can, about the actual, the networking aspect of, of what the organization does. And I, I know certainly for me, that's been a wonderful part of what I've gotten out of it. But I'd like to understand, how do the women actually stay connected? And is the, is the network actually alive and well out there? How does it work? Um, I'd say absolutely it's alive and very, very well. Um, Graduates of our program stay connected um, with their program cohorts, and they attend regional events. Uh, Some classes have annual reunions, and others connect each time they visit a city uh, where a classmate lives or worked. And I think, Elise, you shared an example earlier um, in the program about that very thing. We hear often about how one woman has helped another because she was able to locate someone with a certain expertise through our online directory. Uh, We publish a monthly newsletter that shares um, interesting information about our graduates. And the network really does stay engaged because several of our graduates end up participating in additional programs. For example, Leadership Texas graduates apply for Leadership America or Leadership International. And even recently at some of our one-day leadership launch programs, I'm running into graduates who might have been through our program many, many years ago coming back because they want yet another infusion of our program and an opportunity to meet new and other interesting uh, women from their particular communities. So we do see a very active network. I can remember someone calling me because they knew that I had an insurance background and were having a, a difficult problem and wanted some advice from the consumer perspective. And again, they had located me based on our uh, online directory of graduates, and we were able to help her with her particular program. And again, I really um, 
see that um, use of the network, our particular leadership or substantive area expertise being shared widely across um, this many, many, more than 6,500 graduates of our programs. Excellent. That is excellent. Great to hear also, I think, for our listeners to understand that it's not just a in and out deal. It, it goes on after you finish the program. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, we are almost out of t- time here already, ladies, but if we could maybe just quickly, I would love it if maybe you could share a story or an example maybe of a, of a woman who's gone through a program and maybe was able to really reach new heights in, in her career because of it. Can one of you maybe share a story like that? Sure. I think um, Heidi has a fabulous story. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, one of the things that came to mind was uh, a woman named Mercy Mergia. She's from Amarillo, Texas, and she was recommended by a male colleague for the 2010 pilot program for leadership launch that we started in 2010. She knew nothing about it, really, and, and went to the day. She was very impressed um, and then ended up applying for leadership pipeline in 2011. She was uh, impressed by both the programs, and most memorable for her, she told me, was the mentor panel at Leadership Pipeline, where she heard from other very established women leaders, uh, some iconic women leaders here in Texas, that your per- from their perspective, that your personal life may not always be balanced with your correct aspirations, but it's worth it in the end and everything will work out. And she had been really struggling with wanting to get more involved in her community, but didn't want to um, jeopardize her family, and she decided based on that that she was motivated enough because these women said it was worth it to get involved in local politics. And in November of 2011, she won a competitive appointment against 10 men in Amarillo to be a Potter County Commissioner. And a year later, she won an election as the incumbent against three challengers. She's now celebrating her four-year anniversary as a county commissioner. Uh, She was just reelected for another four years. She focuses her efforts in Amarillo around voter turnout, around community outreach, and specifically development opportunities in the communities for minority demographics in Amarillo. And while she still maintains her corporate position and her corporate job, she was most impressed by Leadership Women's connections and resources and network and has subsequently done the Leadership America 2014 program and now serves on our board. And that is a great example of a woman that went through our program was already clearly a leader and very qualified, just on the edge of wanting to give more, and now she is making a hugely dynamic difference, not only in Amarillo, but across the state, certainly with our organization that touches women across the nation, and it's just one of my favorite stories of success, um, and for multiple programs attended by a participant who really changed things as a result of our program. Oh my gosh, Heidi, what a fantastic way to finish. What a zinger story. Thank you very much. That's perfect. Uh, I think that qualifies for what I was looking for. <laughs> um, we only got a couple minutes left here, and I always like to give my guests just a quick little bit to say one little teeny piece as we close. Could you maybe each just, if there's something you want to convey in maybe 30 to 60 seconds, Audrey, could you go first? Um, I want to thank you, Elise, for um, providing this wonderful opportunity. We encourage your listeners to visit our website at www.leadershipwomen.org, and we are planning some outstanding programs for 2016, and we'd love to have your listeners join us as we continue to learn more, lead well, and leave positive legacies. Awesome. Heidi? Um, Well, thank you again, Elise. We're in the midst of our application season right now. We're very excited about women applying for all of our programs in 2016. Uh, The deadlines to apply for Leadership Texas and Leadership America is September 30th, and um, our programs follow the calendar year with LT opening in March. 
and LA, Leadership America, opening our sessions in April. So we produce an amazing collection of programs, and we really thank you for the opportunity to discuss them here today with your listeners. Wonderful, Heidi. Great way to finish. Thank you, ladies. It's really a pleasure to have you on the show. It's an honor for me to have you on the show. I loved being, and I have been loving being part of your programs, and so very enriching for me. Uh, Thank you both for making time for me. Um, I want to, again, remind the listeners out there that the the website that that you can learn more about this organization is leadership-women.org. And your deadline, if you want to get involved with Leadership America or Leadership Texas, as Heidi said, is September 30th. I hope you'll put an application in and join the fun. Um, And let's just see what you're doing to actually nurture the leader in you. Remember that work is one-third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. Work.